Hello, Slapstickers. T today is a very special episode in which we'll be interviewing Chris Colbert, the founder of DCP Entertainment and the co-founder of Podstream Studios. How are you doing today, Chris? Good, man. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, happy to have you. Thank you for coming on. Nah, no problem. All right, so um, how about we start off by, by um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're all for it, talking to us about how you, how you started off getting into this space and, and, why, and why you got into podcasting. Yeah, sure. So um, I, uh, back in my high school days, I was uh, captain of my high school basketball team. Uh, back then, like you know, we did announcements, uh, you know, let people know, come to the game, check us out. And I went to a private high school, so I had a bunch of nuns around. And so, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I got done doing the announcements once, and this nun stopped me. She's like, who just gave the announcements? They, they have a really great speaking voice. I'm like, oh, that was me. She's like, oh, you should really think about radio. And I was like, well, you know what? Like, I'm good at basketball, but like these knees are already starting to get worn mm -hmm. down. Like, I'm no Kobe Bryant. You know, I'm, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I'm probably not going to have any longevity in this in this basketball game. So, hey, you know, a nice backup would, could be radio. That sounds like fun. I love listening. I love uh, DJs and things like that. And so that led me down the path that eventually got me to SiriusXM, um, where I first started out creating and running Jamie Foxx's radio station called the Foxhole. Um, it was comedy and music, so like two of the things I'm really passionate about. Did you ever meet Jamie? Yeah, I've actually partied with Jamie. Oh, wow, um, one of my favorite stories is actually being on the stage at the uh, at the Super Bowl in Arizona um, at the Playboy party, and it was me mm -hmm. with Jamie Foxx, um, Nick Cannon, and a whole bunch of women. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. So yeah, I've had some fun times hanging out with Jamie and his nice. crew. Um, but yeah, that then led me into creating some other radio stations at Sirius, and eventually, you know. At Sirius at the time, it was a young company. It eventually became a big company, and that just mm -hmm. took away a lot of the creativity that you were able to do. And so podcasting became that new space um, that I was able to jump into and just learn how to you know, really create new, engaging content. And so that was the basis for me creating DCP Entertainment, which is you know, one of the companies that I run now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, um, so, th so the name of your company that, that you founded is DCP Media. Um, are you able to tell us some, some about, about the... But the the naming of the company, what DCP actually stands for, and how that and how and uh, and the reasoning for the name. No, thank you for asking. Yeah, so DCP Entertainment stands for Dario Colbert Pino. Um, Dario actually was a cousin of mine. He was actually more like a brother. Um, you know, we actually whenever I'd go visit him, we'd literally sleep in the same bed and we'd stay up mm -hmm. all night talking about what our future goals were. And he was more into like cooking. He was gonna be a chef. I wanted to play basketball at the time. I didn't realize my radio passion yet. Um, but we always want to do it together and like take care of our, our mothers, take care of our families, but also provide opportunities for other people. And so unfortunately, when I was 20, he passed away. Um, and you know, it was really tough for me. And, and I think part of the ways that have helped me cope is to always think that he's still here with me and engaging and doing these things, like everything that I do in life, he's right there and helping guide me. And so when I created my own company, I called it DCP Entertainment because I wanted his name to still live, live and at oh, the wow. same time, I wanted to continue on that mission that we were doing mm -hmm. together to help people and to provide opportunities. And so DCP stands for Dario Colbert Pino. Oh, that's really powerful. Well, Thank I'm you. sorry for your loss. Thank you, man. But you know, it's, it's, you know it, I think you know, those, those kind of experiences give you perspective and it helps yeah. you to relate to other people. And I think it's also made us great at what we do because um, you mm -hmm. know, other people have had loss. And when you do, you know, I have a show called Say Their Name where I interview families impacted by police violence. And wow. some of the trauma that I've gone through allows me to relate to them and, and be mm -hmm. able to help them tell their own story. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, moving over to the, to the basketball side. 
Um, you said you you played um, you you played high school basketball as a captain. Were you ever were, were you ever scouted by any colleges? And what and if you were, was that that process like? Yeah, I got scouted by a few colleges. It was more like low D one. Um, so like schools like Gardner Webb, Appalachian State, uh, Long Beach, um, and uh, American University as well. Mm. Uh, and so yeah, I was getting scouted. I was definitely more of like a defensive player um, mm -hmm. at the time. So like that's really what they would want me what down. What position? Uh, I was a shooting guard, but oh, I was nice. like, you know, I'm six one, so I'm not like I'm tall in regular life, but yeah, basketball, like basketball not, really. not, <laughs> not very tall at all. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I could rebound like crazy. So mm -hmm. like people would just you know I'd, I'd you know get in a few double doubles, what have you. So anyway, yeah. that was kind of more my role. Um, and sorry, what was the other part of your question? Like, 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 if, if you were scouted, like, 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 what was the process like talking to the college coaches and? So it was great, like getting the travel around the country and, and like you know going to these schools. Like Appalachian State was just so beautiful and just seeing. Oh like, yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen the baseball stadium with the mountains in the back. Yes, yeah. very picturesque. Mm -hmm. But it was yeah, it was just interesting to, to have like different culture and to be able to experience that. But it was also kind of fun to see like how they recruit you. Mm -hmm. So like. You know, I'll say it like this. I think it was Gardner Webb I went to, which I feel like was like a pretty white school. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting in the stands watching one of their games, and like these two black girls come up to me and start <laughs> talking to me and my mom. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, this is a plant. Like they clearly like <laughs> sent like the only black people at this school to come and convince me <laughs> to come here. So I don't know. It was just kind of fun. Like mm -hmm. I, I also ended up being a sociology minor in college, and so like mm -hmm. I'm very much like you know, and I want to be a psychologist at one point in life too. So I'm just always intrigued by like how people go about trying to recruit, how they, you know, try to influence people. Um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of fun just watching and seeing how yeah. everything worked. Where did you end up going to college? Uh, Seton Hall University. So mm. Seton Hall University was the only school I applied to that wasn't for basketball. Oh, okay. uh, oddly enough, it was actually the best basketball school yeah, say, of all yeah. the schools <laughs> I just mentioned. Um, and my grandmother still is like mad at me for not actually trying out for the team. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I didn't want to try out for the team once I realized that my mission was going to be in radio and TV or just, mm -hmm. you know, in the media space. Because as you probably know, being a, uh, being a college athlete is a full-time job. Yeah. And to be able to have the internships that I want to have, to be able to have the college experiences that I want to have, I wasn't going to be able to do that by playing on the team. So I never tried out. And, you know, mm -hmm. in my situation, I think it worked out the way it was supposed yeah, it to. Like it. Um, but every once in a while, I get that nostalgia of, man, mm -hmm. I really wish I could yeah. play. Or at least, like, just get the free gear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I'm actually, um, um, so, so, so next, next, ne um, after the summer, I'm going to, 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 Ithaca College, and um, um, I'm, 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 I try to get scouted by teams for for soccer. It didn't end up happening, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm still considering trying. I'm like, I'm, what's called, walking on to the soccer team. Actually, I've been in contact with the coach that I sent him my my highlight reel, so I'm still in contact with him. So um, hopefully that works out. But I'm, I am still on the fence, honestly, about exactly what you said because it is a full time job having to travel all over yep. and like not having much time for homework or to do any of the other like because like. Some of the other stuff I want to do in college, I want to be like, I want to be on some more podcasts, on, on like, like, like newspaper, have time for for homework even, to, and and just like like downtime to, to just for for myself, to, like like to, for for some friends to see some friends. So like I'm still like on the fence about that. So no, yeah. at least, but at least you're you know that, and you're you're yeah. going into it eyes wide open. I think yeah, that's exactly. really important. And Ithaca's a beautiful school. I actually oh, go yeah. up there to go hiking every once in a it, while. Oh yeah, it's a beautiful area. Yeah, and yeah. actually, I had a friend. She was uh for, for the women's team, but she was recruited to play soccer there. So I know they have a great program. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a beautiful area with like like the waterfalls and the oh. gorges. It's yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, so um, um, going further to basketball, um, um, do you follow any, any any professional teams, and what's your favorite team, and um, how much do you follow them? Well, you know, we'll stick with basketball. You know, my favorite sport. Uh, my favorite team uh, professionally is the Nets. I've been a you know, I was a New Jersey Nets fan originally. It was very tough living here in New York and like trying to get to those games because there was just public transportation sucks trying to get to that stadium. Oh, no, I see. But once they finally moved to Brooklyn, I was mm -hmm. able to become a season ticket holder. Uh, we've suffered through some some pretty tough seasons, yeah. especially you know now it's gonna be tough for a while. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I'm a I'm a diehard Nets fan. I, I really love them, and I you know I think they're heading in the right direction. Yeah, I mean it seems like it. Just like in 2014, I think it was with the Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce trade that set us back a couple of years because we could have had Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown obviously went to the Celtics. Yep. And you can see they're they're in the conference finals now went to the finals last year. Exactly. And and then the Katie and Kyrie fiasco, don't even <laughs> want to get into that. <laughs> Once again, another Boston, you know, we got him from the Celtics too. True, it's like, yeah. The Celtics have fleeced the Nets time and time again. Yeah. Danny Ainge is like, I wake up in nightmares of Danny Ainge. <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm, getting, I'm getting pretty sick of it, honestly. <laughs> no, but I like what Sean Marks is doing. He's helping turn it around. He, he is, but like at the same at the same time, like like it was a very big deal when he got Kyrie and Katie, but it just did not work out, and Harden was a disaster from the beginning. Oh yeah, no, they, there's, you know, you need true leadership in a locker room, and oh, yeah. like Katie is a quiet leader, Kyrie is a loud leader, but he, you know, he's, I a, not he's, a, he's also a he's also a flat earther, so sorry for <laughs> any flat earthers out there. Those are not the leaders that we need in the room. Uh, <laughs> and then Amen. Harden again, a silent guy who's just you know going to strip clubs all the time. So yeah. you had no real leadership on the exactly. team. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, hopefully now it's looking up. I mean, like like Ben Simmons, we traded Harden for Simmons. That's I, I don't really get into that. Yeah, exactly. Not, I'm a big proponent for mental great. health, so I don't want to dive in too deep oh, on yeah. Ben. But like, yeah, that's that's a tough one. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I mean, Bridges we, we, from from uh, um, Bridges and Johnson we got for KD. Both yeah. of them are looking good. Um, Dinwiddie um, 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 came back for this past season. Hopefully, we could we could get him back for a couple more. I, I really like him. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, honestly, I'm pretty excited because like the past couple years, I did not enjoy watching them at all. Just with all the all the all the behind the scenes drama that yeah. was going on, it's just. I just not, it was not fun to watch. So now, hopefully, with all of the all the all the all the all the toxicity gone, it'll be good to watch. Yeah, and I think they're building a new identity, especially around defense. Like you get a, someone yeah. like Bridges and and Cam Johnson. Like you already have Claxton there. Like I mm -hmm. think we're gonna build that defensive presence and then build from there. And you know, it's not just defense. Obviously, the guys I mentioned no, too yeah. are great on offense. No, for sure. But yeah, you can create a new identity and and create a new culture within the locker room. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a really a really fascinating offseason to see what if you could pull in any free agents. And 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 honestly, like like with the like 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 Knicks having the postseason success, hmm. it kind of frustrated me to watch frustrated me to watch like they, they were a fun team to watch have a great culture it's oh, kind yeah. of it's like the next this season were, were like, like the complete opposite of the Nets honestly yep. Yeah, but I still hold on to the fact that the Nets have still won since the Nets have moved to Brooklyn. They've won more series against the Knicks. Yep. Uh, so we, we still own New York. No one ever says that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, is, is a um, real, really great talking. Thank, thank you so much for this opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. No, thank you for having me on. Thank you, man.